You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 242. Well, hey there, Impact Driver. Welcome to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard. How would your stakeholders describe the role of the PMO in your organization? If you are a PMO leader, you should know the answer to that question. If you are not, and maybe you're saying, we don't call it a PMO, and there's a darn good reason for that because PMO has a terrible brand. Or if you're an executive or a project manager and you're listening to this and saying, actually, I'm not really sure what our PMO does, then this is a great episode for you. We're going to talk about some interesting data about what the PMO is, should be, how it's perceived, how that PMO perception will be your reality, and what you can do to build a better brand for your PMO. Before we dive in, this episode is sponsored by the Impact Engine System. The Impact Engine System is our answer to a high-impact brand for a PMO, strategy delivery function, or any business transformation work where getting the results your executives need is exactly what it's all about. In this program, we guide you step-by-step-by-step to building, elevating, or even rescuing a PMO or transformation function whose job it is to help the organization achieve business results. And we help you do it in a way that drives ever higher impact much faster than you think possible. One of the very first things we talk about is changing your mindset about what the PMO actually should be doing and how it can be turned into what we lovingly call an impact engine for the organization. If you want a step-by-step-by-step process with resources, guides, templates, videos, training, and so, so much more to support you on the journey of solving your business leaders' toughest problems while also getting you a seat at the table, then you've got to be in the Impact Engine system. Just go to pmostrategies.com forward slash IES. That's pmostrategies.com forward slash IES. I cannot wait to see you there. Okay, let's dive in. So I want to know what you think the answer to the question would be, what does your PMO do today? But not how you would answer it, how your stakeholders would answer it. I recently put the finishing touches on the Impact Engine book that's coming out later this year. And as I was doing so, I was reading through the entire manuscript again and again and thinking about all the challenges that all of you face when you're trying to do this really important work for your organization and all of the challenges you face when you try to Google your way to the answers about what your PMO or your strategy delivery function should even be doing and all the challenges you face when you're trying to convince and sell the value of the PMO and what it should be doing for your organization and you're getting so much resistance from your stakeholders. You face a lot of challenges every day, even If you are saying, yeah, but it's not so bad in my organization, great, I'm glad to hear it, but you better keep it that way. And a really important question that you need to answer is what the answer to the question would be if you asked your stakeholders what your organization does. What is your team, your department, or you, if you're a single person PMO right now, 
What do you do and what do your stakeholders perceive that you do? Because what we found out is that the answer isn't the same always. And the problem is that their perception is your reality. And so no matter what you perceive the value of your organization to be, or what you do, or how you're supporting the organization, or keeping everything on track, or getting that strategy delivered, it really doesn't matter what you do, because that reality you're living in, if it's not shared by your stakeholders, the value proposition is going to be off. And if you don't own that perception and make sure it aligns up with the real impact you can drive, then I promise you, they will own it for you. So I'm going to say that one more time. If you don't own the story and the value proposition for your PMO, your stakeholders will. And so we need to talk today about where there are some gaps and what you should be doing so that the brand, the reputation, the influence for your PMO is in alignment with the high impact results you can help drive. And that gets you all the executive buy-in and support you need but it also gets stakeholder buy-in from every level in the organization. So we're going to talk about the definition of a PMO, what the perception is, and how you can ensure that you're driving the highest impact possible and that your stakeholders know you and love you for it. Okay, so let's start with what is a PMO? Now, here's the thing. If you ask your stakeholders, just like Cyforma did in their PMO Outlook report, the 2024 edition, they asked mostly PMO leaders, but they also asked project managers and executives and other stakeholders what the role of the PMO was in their organization. And here's the crazy results. There were basically five categories of answers, and they were business improvement, governance and standards, reporting and tracking, a mix of things, or other. I don't know what the heck other is or a mix of things. So we'll come back to that because those were some pretty big numbers. Let's start with business improvement, which by the way, should be all of you. Only 11% of the executive respondents said that the PMO was responsible for improving the business. That's not great. Now, what's interesting is that only 13% of the PMO leaders said that they were responsible for business improvement. So interestingly, as bad as it is, that was actually pretty telling that they were in alignment. Executives and PMO leaders said only 11 to 13% responded saying that business improvement was the role of the PMO. That is very upsetting. <laughs> what was interesting is that 27% of the project manager respondents said that the PMO was responsible for business improvement. I find that fascinating that executives and PMO leaders, not very many of them think that the PMO is there to improve the business, but 27%, over a quarter of the people that responded that were project managers said that that was the role of the PMO. And I hate to tell you, but the project managers are the ones that have it right here. Sadly, the executives don't perceive the PMO to be really about business improvement and the PMO leaders don't see themselves that way. Okay, so that's an upsetting statistics for so many reasons. But let's look at the other data. 0% of the executives said that the PMO was there for governance and standards. And only 2% of the PMO leaders said it was there for that. But 18% of the 
of the project managers said that that was the purpose of the PMO. Okay. Also very interesting. Now, here's what bothers me about this statistic. Okay. You don't want your executive saying that your role is governance and standards. So that's cool. I got it. And the PMO said that that's not really their role. But a really important part of governance is ensuring that your business leaders have the information they need and they're making educated and informed decisions and that they're ensuring that those projects achieve the intended business results and they're prioritizing, okay? They're prioritizing all these projects that you're complaining are not prioritized and they are helping you oversee and address resource problems which you're complaining are not being addressed. So what bothers me is that 0% of the executives said that that was the role, this governance and standards from the executive perspective, and only 2% of PMO leaders said that was their role. Well, that's why if you go back to last week's episode and the one before it and look at the pain points and the challenges, all of the pain points that the PMO leaders were complaining most about were related to executive support. When they said, why doesn't your PMO move forward? Almost 100%. It was some executive support kind of answer. Okay. So if that's the answer and you're not doing any governance and standards and support role to help them have the right infrastructure to make better decisions, then it's no wonder that the chief complaint from executives is that they don't have the information they need to make decisions and they don't have the framework to make those decisions. Okay. Let's go even one more. When we think about governance versus like reporting and tracking, the reporting and the tracking is the input into the governance process. But no one in the PMO or the executives think that the PMO should even be doing governance and standards. And if you look at the executives with reporting and tracking, 0% said the role of the PMO today is governance and standards, and also 0% said reporting and tracking. So executives do not see the PMO doing governance and standards or reporting and tracking, meaning you're not giving them the information they need to make educated and informed decisions. You see where I'm going with this? The brand of your PMO from the executive perspective is likely that they don't think you're giving them the information they need to make those educated informed decisions, which is what we spent the whole last episode talking about. Okay, but here's what bothers me the most about those two areas. While the executives say this is not the role of the PMO, reporting and tracking, 28% of the PMO leaders said that that was their function. That was the role of the PMO today. 28% said it was reporting and tracking. So there is a 28% disparity. No executives said that that was the role, meaning none of them feel like they're getting the reporting and the information they need. None of them feel like they've got that governance process in order to solve for and have the right infrastructure and framework and meetings and everything they need to actually give you the answers or make the decisions. But 28% of the PMO people think that that's their job, reporting and tracking. 27% of the project managers said that was the job. So do you see what's happening? Your executive stakeholders don't actually know what your role is and what you should be doing. Not many of them think that it's business improvement, and neither do they think that it's governance and reporting and giving them the information they need to address the pain points we talked about in the last episode. So that's a problem. And here's how I know that that's what's really going on. The other two categories where either it was like, ah, I don't know, it's a mix of things or the other because they don't really know what you do at all. When the executives answered the question what the PMO did today, they said, oh, a mix of things. 
67% said a mix. It's a mix of a lot of different things. And 11% said other. Well, they're doing something else. And you know what that means? That means that 78% of the executives that responded to this survey actually have no idea what you do. That's what that data is telling me. And before you say, yeah, but we really are doing a mix of things. Okay, I got it. But the reason I say that this 78% really don't know what you're doing, 78% of the executives really don't know what you're doing, is because only 11% of them said it was business improvement. That was probably like five executives in this survey said that it was business improvement. And all the other executives are like, man, I don't know. They do a lot of different stuff. That's scary because it really means your executives don't see you as helping them improve the business. And that's their chief complaint, as we talked about last week. But it also means they're not really clear on where your value proposition is. So they're like, I don't know. It's a mix of a bunch of stuff. I'm not really clear. That's what that means. That's not where you want to be. So if you think about it, you see your role as a mix of different stuff totally makes sense. 53% of PMO people said that their role was a mix of different things. Okay. But nobody seems to be thinking that the purpose is business improvement. And ironically, only 17% of the project managers said it was a mix. They're over cheering you on in the business improvement category saying that, you know, 27% of them said that it was actually business improvement. So the project managers have more faith in the PMO as an improvement function to support elevating the business than the PMO or executives. So I bring all this up and I'm looking at this and I know you're not seeing the data, but you just gotta trust me here. This just does not look pretty. But what it does do is create an opportunity. You have to get an alignment with your executives, with your project managers, and with your team about the value proposition. What is the PMO there for? And does it help solve the business problems the organization has? And if you're not sure where to start on business problems, I give you the most important one to solve right away. And that is the complaint, the chief complaint that executives have. So go listen to last week's episode, episode 241. So what's the answer? The answer, as you have been hearing about on this podcast for years, if you've been a longtime listener, is to become a trusted advisor. Become the business partner that your stakeholders need you to be to solve the business problems in front of them. And how do you do this? Well, if you want to be seen as valuable, you actually have to be valuable. I'm going to say that again. You have to be valuable if you want to be seen as valuable. Your value proposition must be clear. And how do you do that? You become a business function that your executives need you to be. You help them solve business problems, not project problems. Even your project managers want you to be solving business problems, not project problems. That's what this data is saying. Now, if you see something totally different in your experience, in your world, send us an email. Let's have a conversation about it because I want to get to the bottom of that. But the data here on this Outlook report, I know it's only one report, but I'm telling you, the data spoke pretty clearly and they've been doing this report for years, the survey and this feedback, and it hasn't changed much. It started to shift a little bit more because I'll tell you, several years ago, whether it was this survey or all the other surveys that I researched and the data that we looked at when we were building out the Impact Engine book all told the same story. A lot of PMO failure rates, 
a lot of lack of alignment with business leaders and stakeholders. And this perception of what the PMO does is a big, heavy administrative overhead function. And that's what the book addresses. And that's what the Impact Engine System program we have addresses, is that I was sick of seeing the PMO being treated as an overhead function. It's not. You are not an overhead function. You are not a cost center. You are an impact engine organization that should be driving higher return on investment for the organization strategy. And before you start saying, oh, no, 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 we don't track ROI here. We don't track return on investment. Uh, Yeah, you do. Your executives do. And even if you're in a nonprofit organization who's worried about saving the world and you're saying, we don't care about profit or return on investment, okay, fine. Maybe you have other mission-driven metrics that are not about dollars and cents when it comes to how you show your value to the world. But I can guarantee you that the executives are asking themselves if they are getting a return on investment for you, for your team. They are asking that question. A hundred percent, they're asking that question. So you need to make sure that you are showing the ROI for your organization. How are you giving them a return for the investment in you? They are making a dollar's investment, time, energy, money, focus, resources, absolutely money to invest in you getting them the outcomes they're looking for. That business function that you're supposed to be to solve the business problems and pain points that they're bringing up, like we talked about last week. So you must be looking at the PMO as a business function that is responsible for driving real impact for the organization. So what are some of the things that you can do? First, you need to get into alignment with how you measure success. Because here is a red flag that was pointed out in this report that I circled immediately. I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually a really big deal. Because the way that a PMO defines itself as successful is being a center of excellence. That was 41%. 39% was actual driving value. I'm sad it's only 39%, but okay. 4% was governance, which is weird. And 9% was bridging of execution and strategy. So what's interesting about that is that 41% of the respondents said that success was being a center of excellence. 9% said that success for a PMO was closing the gap between strategy and execution. And that actually makes me want to cry because like we talked about last week, we have this whole training and education that we've been providing to the industry, trying to help you see that the role of the PMO is not just bridging the gap between strategy and execution. It's bridging the gaps, all of the gaps across the entire strategy lifecycle from definition to execution to realization of that strategy. Don't forget, it's not just enough to execute. You actually have to realize the benefits and the return on that investment that is value and impact. You can't just do a bunch of benefits, but it costs you more than it was worth doing in the first place. So the red flag they pointed out here, I'm going to read it to you because I thought this was really interesting. Anytime we see misalignment here between what success is for a PMO and how it's being measured, it's a red flag. Without alignment at this level, organizations are going to see a gap in performance because ultimately the PMO and the organization are determining success differently. When this same group of people was asked how the PMO is primarily measured, like how is success defined, 25% said delivering on time and on budget. 
which means we still have a gap with PMO people focusing on on time and on budget. Now, what it was promising is 30% said delivering the most valuable projects. Great. So that's delivery of the most valuable projects. But again, not much in the way of driving the business forward. Only 12% said driving the business forward. Revenue growth, cost cutting, really the stuff the business is thinking about. And maybe that's actually being delivered through some of those most valuable projects, but it's not clear. Achieving and exceeding stakeholder expectations was only 18% of the respondents. That's what they said, that that's how the PMO was being measured. So only 18% really are concerned about stakeholder engagement and exceeding or at least achieving their expectations. And then 15% said achieving agreed upon soft benefits. So I'm a little confused and concerned about what that actually is telling us, because when also when they were asked how the organization defines project success or failure, 43% of the respondents said if the stakeholders aren't happy with the end result. So if they're not satisfied with the end result, and that's what almost half of the respondents said, but that doesn't line up with how the PMO believes it's being measured. And that also doesn't line up with how the PMO sees its role or how the executives see the role. So I'm confused, people. Either you're a business-driven function that is helping the organization achieve its strategic goals with the highest impact possible, or is it on time and on budget and just making sure projects happen? So I would love to know what you're thinking about this. So let's have some conversations about it online and see what you're thinking, what you're experiencing, because I keep hearing PMO leaders complain that they don't have a seat at the table. But when you look at the data and how executives see this role and how project managers see this role and how the PMO people see this role, none of that is on the same page. Frankly, the project managers actually seem to have the most faith in the PMO of any of the groups. And the executives really aren't sure. That's what I'm getting from all of this data. And that means you have a brand problem. Because if you don't have a clear value proposition in the eyes of your executives, or if there's a big difference between how you see your value and what success looks like and how the project managers, which are a big stakeholder group, and your executives think is all different, then you've got a brand problem, my friend. Where your PMO should be focused is on becoming the business trusted advisor and helping solve business problems, not project problems. So start thinking about your PMO as a business function. Focus on business alignment. Focus on providing your executives with the information they need to make educated and informed decisions and focus on helping to drive better business outcomes. Understand what their pain points are, all your stakeholder groups, and how you can help solve them. And the reason I say you're not solving project problems, because you might say, well, I thought you said project managers were a stakeholder group. Yeah, but they don't actually need you to solve project problems. They need you to solve problems happening in the business. The lack of decision making because your executives don't have the information they need, projects not being aligned to strategy, resources being pulled all over the place, no clear governance and information distribution process that helps to drive better decision making and appropriate resource allocation and utilization and forces prioritization so that you can ensure that you don't keep saying resource management is the number one problem, right? So these are the kinds of things that you wanna be thinking about and doing. If you really truly wanna get at the front end of this, then you need to be looking at the strategy definition phase and the problems that are happening there 
And a lot of that is where you can support your executives for setting that strategy up for success. And when you do that, you have fewer project problems. That's why I always say you want to focus on solving business problems, not project problems, because your project managers will be set up for better success if you address what's happening before those projects even start. Do that first, and you will see the positive ripple effect of change your organization needs without actually having to spend so much time on templates, tools, and process, as fun as it is to geek out on, it's not solving the business problems your stakeholders really need you to address. Okay, so that's it for this episode. We're going to continue to have some conversations about some of these challenges, where you should be focused. I'm going to talk to you about ways that you can address the resource management gap that goes between what the business says that it needs to solve and the resource challenges that you have in actually executing on what they are saying they need. So we'll address that. We've got some other things coming up here that are going to be pretty exciting. And I look forward to hearing what you have to say about this data, what it's telling you, what your personal experience is in your organization. I hope it's better than what this data is saying. While the reports that have been coming out have been improving year over year, we still got a long way to go. And we are here to help you every step of the way. So if you are looking for support and a step-by-step process and training and resources and templates and structure and all the what to do, in what order, why it matters, how to do it, then you should be in the Impact Engine system and we will help you create a high impact business function right away because our entire program is designed to solve these exact problems in the order you need to solve them and do it in a way that gets you that seat at the table much faster than you can imagine possible. Just go to pmostrategies.com forward slash IES to get your PMO on the right track as a value-driven business function making a huge impact for your organization. That's it for this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player and click download so these episodes are on your mobile device, no matter where your high impact journey takes you or what access you have to Wi-Fi. All right, have a great week. Bye-bye for now.